Hi, welcome to A Look Behind and Rewind. I'm your host, Tom Nielsen. Ever have those days when something goes terribly, awfully, horrendously wrong? I know, I know, with the kind of year we've been having, between the pandemic, the politics, and the pillaging, we've all had more than our share of bad days. But I can remember one from my time in college, a day that would live in infamy. A horrible experience that would put the Ides of March to shame. Well, maybe I exaggerate a little bit, but you be the judge. Let me set the stage. This was way back in the Dark Ages, when I was young, ambitious, and foolish. (laughs) I had dreams of doing big things in a big way. Okay, let's get some dramatic music going here. (laughs) That's perfect. (laughs) Well, I was in college, taking my first course in television production. And one of the first assignments was coming up with a short segment for a TV show. The idea was to give us students our first taste of taping a live TV show in the studio, using all the resources at our command, like lighting, set design, audio, and on-camera talent and performers. And each of us would direct our own production, calling the shots from the control room. Now, many of my classmates chose a very simple concept, like take one single musician, sit him or her on a stool, have them strum the guitar and sing a short song. Quite easy. So easy, in fact, it probably guaranteed an A grade. Because what could go wrong with something like that? Just put a single microphone on the performer, aim a few lights at him, set up the studio cameras for close-ups and medium shots, roll the tape, and you're done. You didn't even need to do any fancy set design or backgrounds. A plain black curtain would do just fine. So that was what many students chose, but not me. As I said, I was young and foolish. I had bigger things in mind. So I set out to do a Hollywood-style game show. What was I thinking? Now, mind you, this was back in the 1970s, so television technology was still rather primitive compared to what we have today. We didn't have all the fancy lighting, special effects, and expensive sound stages yet in our tiny little college studio. We didn't even work with color TV. At my college, we were still shooting in black and white, using antique cameras. (laughs) Like I said, it was the dark ages. So I began my project with all due excitement, casting fellow students for the role of host and contestants. I pre-recorded an upbeat musical introduction with an over-the-top announcer. It's time to play Faces and Places. Drew up a set design featuring the name of the game show in big, bold letters. Obtained sound effects like a buzzer for the contestants. And then, of course, I sat down to do the scripting, including coming up with all the questions and answers for the game. It was a Pretty complicated production. And I thought I had everything covered. Well, not quite. Here's where the story gets interesting. It was production day. After the other students did their musical performances on stools, it was time for my big-time game show. As soon as they were all finished, I put on my set designer hat and carefully rearranged the background, podium, and other essential paraphernalia. 
I chatted briefly with a classmate who would be handling the audio, giving them the cues, the musical intro, the buzzer sound effects, and other essentials. And then we made sure everyone had microphones and the lighting was just right. Well, as it turned out, the show was so complex to set up that we totally overshot the time allotted for the rehearsal. Basically, we had no rehearsal. We went right into the recording session. And it was then that I discovered the biggest flaw in the whole production. Cue the music. And that was, essentially, that I was no director. If you ever watch TV game shows, or television news programs for that matter, you know that there's a lot happening on camera. But what you don't see is that there's even more going on behind the scenes to make it all come off so professionally. And the director is usually the one who ties it all together. He or she is the one watching dozens of different TV screens in the dark and making split-second decisions, instructing the control room crew on things like when to cue the announcer, which camera to switch to for a close-up, when the music or sound effects need to be played, etc., 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 etc. And believe me, there are so many etc.'s, it would boggle your mind. Do you know that scene in The Exorcist where the little girl's head turns around 360 degrees? Well, that's about what you need to be a TV director. I did not have that kind of multi-track mind, I can assure you. To this day, I think I had some sort of attention deficit disorder that translated to total disaster in the control room. And action! And here's how it all transpired. We started rolling the tape, the show began, and I immediately froze like a deer in headlights. All the decisions that had to be made, all the choices on which camera to switch to, they were all just one big blur. Obviously, not having any rehearsal was a big factor in this, and the sheer complexity of it all was another issue. But more than anything else, I think I was having an out-of-body experience. My body was definitely not in that control room. Needless to say, the TV game show was an utter and complete disaster. And I resolved to never again sit in the director's chair for the rest of my broadcasting career. But as fate would have it, just three years later at the TV station I was then working as a producer, the assigned director came in late one day, and I had to fill in for him on a moment's notice. Oh no! The nightmare begins again! I think it's safe to say that my short-lived experience as a director would haunt me for the rest of my life. <laughs> sure, I went on to create oodles of radio and TV commercials, all with the help of numerous performers, engineers, and technical people far more talented than I. But I never once entertained the idea of taking the reins again as a director. That was far beyond my particular skill set offering suggestions behind the scenes, making script changes, casting actors and actresses. That I can do, and fairly well. But directing? No way, Jose. I have a lot of respect for the professionals who serve in that role, day in and day out. They deserve all the credit they get for doing one of the most challenging jobs in the entire TV industry. But as for me, 
I think I'd sooner battle dragons, shovel garbage at the Jersey City landfill, or feed lunch to crocodiles than ever sitting in that director's chair again. Personally, I'd rather be a couch potato watching old reruns of Jeopardy. And that's all she wrote. This is Tom Nielsen coming to you on A Look Behind and Rewind. See you next time. Hi, this is Tom Nielsen. If you enjoyed this podcast, you're invited to hear more of our episodes at A Look Behind and Rewind. And feel free to share our link with friends, family, and others, as well as following us on buzzsprout.com, Apple, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts.